Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Professional DNA Podcast. This is Tarika Wheeler, your career and mindset strategist, and I hope that you had a wonderful week. I hope you're getting ready for the week ahead, or perhaps you're listening and it's midweek. That's okay. We are focusing on fear and confidence in these last few episodes. And so um, if you're listening in order, we're about in October 2021 and we're midway through the month or so. And it's really been important that I help you with really thinking through how to address fear and how to build up your confidence so that you can advance in your career. And so today is no different. Last episode, we talked a little bit about how to negotiate with confidence, you know, so you can really get that higher earning, get that promotion, get to the next level um, in your career when it's from a place of compensation and how to really negotiate your salary. This week, we are digging into another area that I think sometimes we can be a little bit fearful of and need to build up our confidence around it, and it's tackling tough conversations in the workplace. And I want to help you with that today, really help you think through what's the best way to approach some of these tough conversations and how to actually get to a solution, how to get to the other end. Hey, we can't just go into the workplace, go into the office, you know, check in people left and right. We really have to approach these tough conversations strategically. And that's what today's episode is all about. So I'm ready. Get your notebook, get your pen. Let's get ready to go uh, into a difficult place, but that's okay because I'm going to help you through it. We're tackling tough conversations today, how to do that in the workplace with confidence. You guys ready? All right, let's do it. All right, guys. All right. I am ready to jump right on into today's conversation. You know, I have had to deal with some difficult conversations before in my professional journey, and they're not easy. They're not easy. And they can kind of give you, um, they can be scary, right? So you can get that little sense of fear, but they can also um, be challenging from a confidence perspective because you may not feel like you have enough self-confidence and kind of courage and bravery to really jump into tackling these types of tough conversations. So today, you know, I want to push through a lot of that and help you think strategically about what are some of the conversations that you need to have and how do you need to approach them? So I will say this, you know, many professionals, especially, you know, folks in even in my professional circle, um, family, colleagues, they fear having difficult conversations. And really many professionals fear that having difficult conversations will actually damage their relationships or even negatively impact their work environments or within the workplace. And that having, I actually believe that having these tough conversations are helpful. So I think the exact opposite. I don't think that they harm. I think having tough conversations can improve actually your work environment and really help you build your self-confidence because you're able to speak up and speak out when it's needed, when it's warranted. And even though it may be a little bit uncomfortable, that's okay. You know, we've talked about being uncomfortable, that space is where growth happens. And so when you're able to step out and have these types of tough conversations effectively and strategically, it's another area and space within your journey that you're going to grow. So tough conversations to me are necessary. And sometimes um, they can be necessary, but also sometimes they could really put you in a position to where you've got to be able to be ready to act 
right? Be ready to um, make a decision or put forth some solutions. And that's why it's so important to be strategic about it because you can't just think you're going to have a tough conversation and then push it to the side and you're done. Most of the time, there's some type of action or follow-up or solution or maybe lack thereof that's at the end of the conversation and you have to act, you have to do something. And I think that's another reason why people or professionals, you know, get a little fearful and concerned about having tough conversations because it's like, okay, when it's all said and done, then what, right? Then what has to happen? So like I said, I think they're necessary, um, but they are only effective. Tough conversations, honestly, are only effective if they're done right right? So you could spend all that energy and having a tough conversation, but if you didn't do it correctly, you're still stuck. You're still frustrated. The situation is not resolved and whatever the issue is at hand is still happening. So you have to do them effectively. So today, guys, today, um, again, I hope you've got that notebook because I really want you to take some notes on this. There's so many times that people just avoid conflict, avoid the tough conversation and don't tackle it. And that stops today. I really need you to, um, Take some notes on this because there's likely some tough conversations that you need to have. There's some conversation that you probably should have had last week, last month, and for some of us last year that you have been avoiding and that stops now. And I want to help you with that. So today we're going to explore ways to um, tackle these conversations and so you can, can really continue to grow. A lot of times when you let these things fester, it stunts your growth. And I want you to grow. I want you to advance. You guys know I am your biggest cheerleader when it comes to career advancement. I want to see you get to the next level in your career and then some. But the only way we can truly level up is that the environment in which we are creating for ourselves is the right environment. And a lot of that has to do with getting rid of some of these tough conversations that you um, know that you've got to have. you got to get those off the list so that you can move forward. If we allow them to linger and we allow all this unresolved conflict to stay amongst us and these awkward moments, it's going to stunt your growth. It could get in the way of advancement and I don't want to see that, okay? So I want us to be able to move forward and I want us to be able to do that in an effective manner. So we are going to um, really talk about different ways that you can address conflict um, and also things that I want you to take yourself through, like questions and thoughts that I want you to take yourself through so that you can, again, address these things um, effectively. You know, I'll tell you, I talk to you guys a lot about um, the year, right? I think that's how I'm going to start referring to it is the year. And the year of 2017 was rough for me. It was rough for me because it was a a pivotal, a pivotal moment in my career where I was just at a low point. And a lot of, I believe, a lot of the heartache and some of the challenges that I had, a lot of the um, self-confidence issues that I started to have with myself and that onset of imposter syndrome a bit, I think was because I wasn't willing also to have some tough conversations. I allowed myself to be treated in ways that I knew I shouldn't be treated. I allowed uh, certain task to be handled in certain ways. I allowed colleagues and even um, subordinates, I would say, to uh, act a certain way. And I just let things fester and never really had some of those tough conversations. And perhaps if I did, I wouldn't have gotten myself into such a place to where I felt stuck. I felt you know, that I didn't have confidence. I felt like I didn't know my worth. I didn't understand my value. Um, I definitely did not have a growth mindset because I was just trying to stay afloat and just, you know, hopefully just live day to day. Right. So 
I really think if I would have had some of those tough conversations, it would have helped me greatly. And so I don't want you, I don't want you to experience that. I want you to be bold and be able to self-advocate and speak up when you need to, and to be able to address things, whether if it is with your peers, it is with us, you know, your subordinates and staff that you might manage. It is with leadership. We all deserve respect. We all deserve uh, resolution and conflict. And but there's ways to go about it and there's ways to address it. And I want to arm you with some of that today. But having those tough conversations, you know, know that it takes courage. It definitely does. Before we even get into the strategies and tactics of it all, it just takes courage. It takes you being brave. It takes you being willing to say what's happening or what has happened is no longer going to be tolerated. Or, you know what, I need to better understand why someone is responding a certain way so that we can come together and get to a, a resolution or a solution um, that is going to benefit either you know, both myself as you know ourselves as together, but also as individuals, and then perhaps for the company. Because I think sometimes what we don't realize is when we don't have tough conversations, we're not just impacting ourselves. It's not just impacting your team or the individual and where there may be a point of conflict, but it's also impacting your company and your organization because I know things aren't moving as productive or, productive or uh, effective as they probably could if things were in a better place. And if you would just have that conversation, it might be able to move some things along. I know I'm talking to somebody right now and you're thinking like, ooh, I should have had that conversation last week or I should have that conversation today, <laughs> you know, whatever it may be. But again, I know it's difficult and I want to help you um, kind of get along the way so that we can have some of these conversations. So here's the thing with tough conversations. They should be a dialogue. And I know that's hard sometimes because when you're frustrated about something and, and it leads you to a place where you're like, oh, I really got to have this conversation with someone. Oftentimes we want to be the one who's driving the conversation. Like, look, you listen here. Here's the issue. Here's my problem with it. And we go through A through Z. But it's a it needs to be more of a um, dialogue and not the monologue, right? It's not you listing off all of the things and all the challenges and all the issues, um, what you want to see, what you don't want to see, what needs to happen next. That's great overall, uh, you know, throughout the conversation, but it's got to be a dialogue between the two parties or multiple parties, whoever is involved with this, this um, tough conversation. So yes, sometimes we feel like this is my moment to get things off my chest, but I want you to think about it differently because you also want to ensure that there is room for response, right? There is room for discussion. There's room for reconciliation. There's room for next steps. But if all you're focused on is I need to get this off my chest, we're going to miss those opportunities. So there's, there's, there's different types of, I would say, tough conversations. And I, I want you to know that regardless of what the conversation is, there's a way to approach them. And honestly, you can use some of the same approaches for uh, different types of tough conversations. So we're going to talk through today um, a couple of ways to tackle these conversations. One, I want to talk about preparation. I want to talk about centering, uh, which is huge because sometimes conflict is is just brewing and challenges are brewing or an issue or an instance has happened um, within the workplace and it just brews and festers. And if we don't get to a centering place, our emotions will just take over. So we're going to talk about that today. And I want to talk about execution because execution is key, right? Once you start the conversation, there's no turning back and you've got to execute it in a way that's going to yield hopefully the desired outcome of 
you know, next steps that are around a solution and resolution of whatever the issue may be that you're needing to have a tough conversation about. So that's how we're going to tackle today. And we're going to take a really quick break and come back and jump into preparation because preparation is key. You may be saying, prepare, you know, tough conversation comes up. I'm ready to jump and address it. And oftentimes that's the problem. We want to jump so quickly. We want to speak so quickly instead of taking the pause and preparing. So we're going to take a quick pause so that we can prepare for this next part of the episode. And we're going to dig into preparation, centering, and execution when it comes to tackling tough conversations. I'll be right back, guys. All right, guys. So there was that quick pause and we are back. We are back. We're talking about tackling tough conversations in the workplace and doing that with confidence. And the first area that we're really going to jump into, I think is probably the most important area and it's preparation. Because a lot of times we don't think about preparing for tough conversations. We just jump in and we have them. What's strategic about that, right? How are you going to help yourself get to the solution that you're looking for if you don't have any preparation and any strategy around tackling a tough conversation. So believe it or not, and this is where it gets a little a little hard. So you might hear a little sting here and um or feel a little sting, I should say, and that's okay. But most of the times when it's when we're having a tough conversation, we have to do some self-reflection and we have to look at ourselves. Majority of the work in preparation has to do with you. Okay. So I want you to think about some of the questions that you should be asking yourself when you're preparing for a tough conversation. All right. So here we go. Preparation. First thing I want you to really think about is what is your purpose for even having the conversation and what do you hope to accomplish? Here's my thing, achievers. Here's my thing. Sometimes we want to have a conversation and we're so consumed with how the issue at hand has made us feel that we forget to take a step back and say, what's the purpose in having the conversation in the first place? And what am I even hoping to accomplish? What's the end goal? Is it that you just want to be heard? And is it necessary for that person to particularly hear you? Or is there an action that you need to take place in order for a particular um, incident or issue or challenge not to continue? So you got to think that through, okay? Think about what's the ideal outcome, right? If if there if there was the perfect ideal outcome, what would it be? All right? So I want you to think about that. And in the same in the same set of questions of what is your purpose of having the conversation? What do you hope to accomplish and what's the ideal what's the ideal outcome? I also need you to think about what the hidden purposes, right? So I, you guys have been seeing like all these little like red flags everywhere in social media. It's a hoot. Um, it'll be gone soon, I'm sure. But here's a red flag <laughs> for you, okay? I want you to watch out for hidden purposes because you've got to know that when you're having this tough conversation, you want it to be effective. You want it to be a productive conversation. And if you have these hidden agendas you got to watch for those because those will seep through and you'll end up saying something that's demeaning or disrespectful um, that might get you a little bit of a side eye. And then when that happens, you're likely going to um, cause a detriment to what you were hoping for to be a positive outcome. 
So I really need you to focus there, okay? You guys got those questions down? All right, the next set of questions I want you to think about is what are some of the assumptions you're making about the person's intentions? This is a big one because we never want to go back and think about our assumptions because we just got to be right, <laughs> right? Like, like there's an issue. I need to have a conversation. I need to have this, this, this tough discussion with someone, but I don't even want to think about what that person's intentions were because here's the thing. Sometimes people may act and do something and there is no malintent. It, it might just be that they didn't understand something or they weren't very clear about your expectation. I can tell you there's plenty of times where I've led teams and an employee of mine may have submitted, you know, a deliverable or an assignment or a task and they may have completely missed the mark. Well, it wasn't their intention to waste my time with submitting something that completely missed the mark. So I can't come at the conversation of, you know, especially if it's something that let's say it was the, the reason it's tough is because maybe it was around a particular timetable that we had to meet. And I get something on a Tuesday that is literally due Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday, and it's completely wrong. The intention, there was no malintent behind that, right? At least that's the hope. You, you don't want to assume the negative. You want to have conversations so you can understand the facts right? So we got to think about that. We have to think about the assumptions that we are making with the, um, about the person's intentions. Okay. Um, it may be the way someone interacts with you in meetings. You know, I've, um, had colleagues who constantly cut people off in meetings and it's irritating. It's so frustrating, but a lot of times it might not be that they're intentionally trying to cut you off, but for some people, perhaps it's just like they're super excited and they're just trying to get their thought out. And you just need to be able to have a conversation with them that is, hey, let's see, who, who do you want to call this person? Let's call them, hey, Susan, hopefully Susan, you're not listening. And this is no Susan in particular, but that's what we're going to talk about today. Hey, Susan, I just want to let you know that, you know, it, it's really challenging when you jump in and I haven't finished my thought um, during our meetings. And I want to be sure that our entire team gets to hear what I'm presenting. Is there a way that we can uh, talk about, you know, how you can interject your thoughts and how you can kind of build upon what I'm saying? Um, I just want to talk about that a bit. See how I didn't assume that Susan was trying to cut me off? I really just introduced it from a sense of, I need to finish my thought. You keep jumping in. You may have some things of value to say, but let's talk about the best way for you to share those because it's not cutting me off, but it's how you have that introduce that conversation. And we're going to talk a little bit about that um, a little later on in this episode of how you can kind of start some of those conversations. All right. Next thing I want you to think about, I want you to think about how your attitude, this is huge. Oh my gosh, achievers. This is huge. How your attitude toward the conversation is influencing your perception of it. I'm going to say this again, how your attitude toward the conversation is influencing your perception of it. You may say, Tarika, what does that have to do with us tackling tough conversations? Because perception is everything. Perception and attitude are everything. And sometimes we can forget to step back and check our attitude and check our perceptions before we have tough conversations. And it ends up being more detrimental than the initial act that caused the tough conversation in the first place. So I really need you to think about your attitude. If you already have a negative attitude towards a particular situation and conversation, 
it's going to influence your perception of it overall. And no matter how the conversation is going, no matter how things are moving forward, your attitude and your perception are going to dictate a lot of the outcome. And so I really need you to think about that. Okay, I really need you to think about that. And then the last question I want you to kind of take yourself through, you may say, oh my gosh, all of this to have a tough conversation. Yes, because when you're tackling tough conversations, you got to get it right. You have to get it right before you cause more damage or more harm. So yes, these are the things that I want you thinking about, okay? All right, so this, this last question I want you to think about is what are your needs and fears? Okay, what are your needs and fears? When you're having a tough conversation, you need to prep and understand what is it that you need to happen? There's a reason why you're having this conver- this tough conversation. There's something that's not happening. What do you need to happen? And then what are your fears that if this does not happen, what's going to continue? So this one touches home for me because I wish I would have had some tough conversations and been able to articulate my need. I should have been able to say in many instances, you know, in order for me to continue to perform well and show up day in and day out, I need to feel that I'm respected. I need to feel and know that I am going to be in a positive work environment. My fear is, is that if that doesn't happen, I'm not going to be able to perform at the level that I need to in order to meet the needs of, you know, our partners and our sponsors, et cetera. Right. I wish that I had the courage then to have that conversation because and to think that through, like to think that question through so that I could actually have that conversation around what I needed and my fears. But I didn't plan. Actually, I didn't even act and I wasn't even speaking up. But you're not going to do that, achievers. You're going to move forward. You're going to speak up. You're going to self-advocate and you're going to prepare before you have tough conversations so that you can get to the desired outcomes that you want to see. Okay. I know that was a lot Woo! because it's about us, right? When we have to do that self-reflection, it can be difficult. It can be extremely difficult when we have to do self-reflection, but it's needed, especially when you are preparing to have a tough conversation because you want to check yourself, right? You want to be sure where you are aligned, right? We're thinking about what is the purpose of the conversation? What am I trying to accomplish? What assumptions am I making about the person's intentions? I'm checking my attitude, right? I'm checking my attitude towards the conversation and my perception of it overall. And then I'm really getting clear on what are my needs and what are my fears, okay? That's the first steps of preparation. All right, let's move on to centering. Centering is huge. And I think that sometimes... And I want to I want to help you understand what centering is, but I think that sometimes we allow our um, our own emotions to get the best of us, and so much so that it it actually becomes to be um, counterproductive when we really need to move forward in a particular area. And so centering is a big one because it requires an incredible amount of self control. It requires um, us to really manage our emotions um, and ensure that we are able to communicate effectively without it being full of frustration and anger and hurt and pain. And that can be difficult sometimes, especially when you're wanting to have these types of conversations. 
So again, centering is big. Um, when having tough conversations, you could be filled with a ton of emotions, right? We just talked about them. Like, you know, you're angry, you're frustrated, you feel hurt. Um, and I want you to take the time to do some centering. So no matter the conversation, you know, you must be in charge of yourself. And that's what centering is really all about. You must be in charge of yourself, your purpose for even having this conversation and your emotional energy. You you have to do that because in times where we're having, you know, a conversation around conflict or change or, you know, whatever it may be that's tough about that conversation, you have to be in a position to where you take that one big shot and it's the, and, it, and a lot of times in these conversations, all you got is one shot to get started, but you take that one big shot and you hit the bullseye, like you're right on target. And you can't do that when you're full of emotion. You can't do that when you're not centered and you're on either side of the issue, right? So if we think about this as, you know, the middle, the left and the right, I don't want you to be so far right. And I don't want you to be so far left. I want you to be centered and being centered means that you are in control. You're in control of yourself. You're in control of your purpose and you're in control of how you're dispersing your emotional energy. This means there's no yelling. There's no raising your voice. There's no speaking in a demeaning way or, you know, as some might say, throwing shade, right? There's no, there's no crying. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know about you, but I'm a crier. I'm a crier and I've worked on it and I've got, I've gotten much, much better, like over the years, especially as I've been growing as a professional. Um, But I tend to get emotional when conflict arises. And a lot of that really, I think, derives from that I am an all in like heart and soul person. Like if I'm working on something, I'm likely very much connected to the mission. I'm very much connected to the purpose of the work. And when I feel or like that is being attacked in some way, um, I take it personally. And, and, and I've gotten better about that to where I'm not taking things so personally that it impacts my emotions so greatly. But I will tell you, in tough conversations, it can be challenging. And sometimes, you know, the eyes water up. And, you know, the, the, the pulse starts beating in the, the temple, right? Like up around your head and, you know, your palms start getting sweaty and you start to lose control. Centering is about staying in control. And that is so key. Centering is a choice. Centering is a choice. It's choosing the calm and centered state, right? It's choosing to not let the um, person on the other side of this conversation to impact you negatively or to, you know, quote unquote, row you up, right? Like you make the choice to do that. Um, and, and it helps so much. It helps so much during the conversation. When you're centering, you can stay focused on the successful outcome right? That's the beauty of centering. When you can stay in the middle and not stray so far to the left or to the right, it really is going to help you get to that successful outcome that you are hoping for. So here's the thing. Take a deep breath. You breathe. You stay observant of the conversation and how it could be potentially impacting your emotions. And you bring yourself back to a centered state and thinking about what's the successful outcome that you're looking for. By choosing to stay calm and centered, you remain in control. You remain in control of the conversation. And a lot of times that even helps build your confidence when you feel like for once, 
you're in control. You're having to have this tough conversation and sometimes it's tough and you've just allowed things to be spinning and spinning and spinning out of control for days, for weeks, for months, whatever it may be. But when you can really focus on you and how you're going to approach the conversation and how you're going to manage your um, your kind of um, your emotional energy, how you're going to stay centered and focused on the successful outcome that you desire that should give you an incredible amount of confidence because you are in control. And sometimes having tough conversations is just about reminding yourself that you are in control. That's why I say planning is so important. And then we've just talked about centering is so important. It's all about you having that confidence so that you can tackle the tough conversation. Okay, so we're going to take another really quick break and then we're going to jump into like the big bang, which is execution, right? We're going to jump into, so how do you do this thing? How do you have these tough conversations? What are, what are some things that you can do to help you along the way with that? All right, so take a deep breath (laughs) and we'll be right back. All right, guys, quick deep breath that you took. Um, We're going to jump into the last part of this episode, and it's really all about execution. It's all about how you get it done. How do you really tackle tough conversations? And the execution is key. The execution is key. Um, I'm going to talk about a couple different areas of, of execution, and, you know, I hope these are helpful for you because... Once you get the courage up to actually have the conversation and once you kind of plan and prepare, you take yourself through those questions, you then kind of jump to centering and get really crystal clear about what's driving all of this. Get yourself in in an emotional state that you can actually have a productive conversation that's going to be effective. Now we got to talk about the execution. How are we going to actually do this thing? How are we going to have these tough conversations that need to be had that are way past overdue from having, right? All right. So the first thing about a tough conversation um, is about being direct. That's number one, being direct. Listen, having a difficult conversation, you want to be direct. You want to be to the point. You don't want to feel, this is not story time. You don't want to feel it with all the extra elements. You really want to be very direct and, and, and clearly state, make the point of why we're having the conversation, right? Why we're needing to have a conversation with each other today. Difficult conversations become more and more difficult if the delivery is like funny. If the delivery is, is shaky, it's not clear, um, you start to then lose self-confidence even in yourself because you're going to start going all the way around and telling all the ins and outs. Let's just be direct. So for example, if there is an issue with um, being on time on your team, okay, there's an issue with being on time, whatever it may be, the conversation should not start off with, you know, let's go back to Susan. We're going to pick on Susan. No. Okay. We already did a Susan. Let's do Sam. All right. Let's do Sam. So the conversation should not be with Sam. Hey, Sam, um, you know, wanted to talk with you today. And, uh, how's it going? Everything going okay? Okay, good. Um, did you have a lot of things going on today or or did you have some things going on this afternoon? 
And, you know, Sam may say, oh, yeah, I mean, no, nothing like of the usual, just working. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I was just wondering, like, you might, you may just have a couple things that you've been working on, or like you said, or being really busy. Um, and I'm just wondering, you know, did you, how did you miss this afternoon's meeting or, you know, you were a little late to the meeting. See how it's starting to, it starts to like fall apart, right? Like what you want to know is why was Sam late? Why is Sam continually being late to meetings? And so instead you want to say, Hey Sam, can I, can I have a conversation with you real quick? I want to talk about your attendance to our meetings. Very clear, very direct, very professional, right? But you're making it very clear that I need to have a conversation with you about attendance to our meetings. And then you have that conversation with Sam and you say, so Sam, you know, I, I noticed that this afternoon's meeting, you know, we start at three o'clock and you didn't attend until 3.15. It's really important that you are attending these meetings on time. And if there's a challenge or a concern with doing so, let's communicate those things with me ahead of time so that we can have a conversation that's going to work out best for the team and for you and everyone involved, um, because it's important for everyone to be at these meetings on time. Boom, done, direct, be on time. Let me know if you're going to be late. Let's have a conversation about why you might be late so that we can ensure that these things aren't happening again. And these things aren't happening and starting to develop a pattern. But it's very direct. I don't really, I didn't have to go around the wagon, go around the, uh, the, the wheel to try to have a conversation. You just need to be very direct, okay? The next thing is that I want you to do around execution is being specific, being specific. I want you to be... <clears throat> here's, and this is, it's a, this is a pain point for me because I need you to be specific and speak to the facts. I have a colleague who, um, she always says like she operates in the facts. So I need you to be specific and operate in the facts, be honest and thorough in the feedback that you're giving when you're having to have a tough conversation, right? We don't need to bring in all other types of elements or assumptions. We need to be very specific. And the way that you can do that is that you offer very concrete examples and of which and something has happened. So let's give an example. Let's say that you are constantly working with a team member and perhaps you're working on collaborative projects. And in those in that collaborative environment, someone is always not pulling their weight. You know, there's the group of you and you're working diligently to get things done, but someone is always not pulling their weight. That's a tough conversation to have. And, but when you have it, you need to be very specific and give the concrete example of when something perhaps maybe came in late, right? So not, hey, um, let's go back to a little bit of Susan. Hey, Susan, I was, you know, wondering, like the team is really trying to get this in on Friday. We didn't get your part yet. Um, you know, is every is everything okay? Or like, no, you want to be very specific and say, "Hey, Susan, we have a deadline for this Friday. Um, we don't have your section yet, and um, we need to make sure that we get that. Do you think you can get that to us within the next half hour? Or is there a reason why you haven't submitted it to us yet? Like, that's a very a very concrete way to be specific, or perhaps it's a pattern that's been established. And now you have to have the conversation around things continually being late or things that are, you know, not pulling their weight within a particular um, project or within a team. And then you could say to Susan, Hey, Susan, so last Wednesday, for example, last Wednesday, we asked you to submit your pieces by noon. We didn't get them until Thursday. So that's kind of one of those examples that I wanted to share with you where we're challenged with how you're contributing to the team. 
You see how it's very specific. You're giving the date and you're reaccounting a particular time in which something happened versus just talking kind of up and pie in the sky and having a genuine conversation, a general conversation about it. I want you to be specific. Okay. The more clarity that you can provide to someone when you're having a tough conversation, the better they can absorb it and know what actions they need to take in order to fix it. But if you talk around the issue and interject all of this, you know, kind of fluff in conversation, it muddles your delivery. It muddles the way that your feedback that you're giving in this tough conversation is going to be taken. All right. Okay, guys. So be direct, be specific, plan. And we talked about planning and preparation a little bit at the beginning. Um, and that's critical for execution. So I'm not going to harp too much on that. But what I will say is that, you know, this is not a conversation that should just be kind of you know, half done, right? Like you shouldn't approach this just at the top of your head. You really need to plan your tough conversation so that you can get to what? That successful outcome that you're looking for. So planning out the conversation is is critical. And you, again, when you're planning that conversation out, you want to plan it with the outcome in mind. So be specific, talk about what the issue is, um, and be very direct about it and give examples where you can, where there's challenges, and then kind of let's get to the solution of it all, right? But you've got to plan that out. And sometimes, depending on how difficult the conversation is or who you're having the conversation with, you actually might need to write it out. Like, I'm going to start here in my conversation, and then next I'm going to go here in my conversation. So you might have to do that. So that's something to think about as well. All right. The next thing, and this is a big one um, for everyone, okay, is about watching your language. And I don't mean watching your language like you're going to go curse somebody out, because I know all of my achievers who are listening right now, that is not how we behave. But what I am saying is that I want you to watch your language and the actual words you are using during the conversation, because those words matter. And the thing is with words is that they're very hard to take back right? So I want you to say what you mean and mean what you say. You must outline the some of the language that you're going to use so that you can make sure that there's not a misstep. And that's huge because sometimes when you don't take the time to think through the conversation and really watch your language, you'll say something and you're just like, oh, did I just say that? But you can't take it back. And depending on the type of conversation, it actually could give the person on the other end of the conversation a little bit of leverage in, even if they're wrong, but you're given a little bit of leverage because you're not using the right choice of words, okay? You're not using the right choice of words. So it's very, very important that you watch your language when you're having conversations. Be intentional about your choice of words. Um, and again, that comes along with planning um, and make sure that, you are using words within the right context. Let me tell you something. Sometimes, and I know I'm about to step on some toes here, but it is, hey, it's, I'm sorry, but I have to do it. Stop using pe other people's vocabulary. Stop jumping in and utilizing words that you've heard in discussions or in meetings or in conferences or what have you and starting to adopt them of your own and you don't know what they mean. People do it all the time and it gets you in trouble because you're starting to use words out of context. You're starting to use words that don't even belong within the conversation. So, I can appreciate, you know, being able to broaden your vocabulary. But when you broaden your vocabulary, you better know the definition of the words that you're using and utilize them in the right context. Don't just start using $25, $50, $75 words in a conversation and 
you're not really clear and crystal clear that you're using them in the right way. Watch your language. Okay. That is so, so, so very important. And then the last one, which this is why I also say, as we talked about the centering piece and like really getting our emotions under control is because we need to be in a place where we're looking towards the solution. We're looking for the positive outcome that we're hoping to see at the end. So when you're talking about execution, I want you to offer a solution. And you've got to maybe think about that before you jump in. Nothing is worse than you coming into a a tough conversation and you've talked through things and then you don't have a solution to propose at the end. You may say, oh, well, I want this. This is their issue. They need to propose the solution. And that's wrong. You also need to have a solution. Even if that solution is, I want you to, um, you may say this to the other person that, you know, I want you to take the next day to really write out a three to five steps that you're going to put in place in order to prevent this from happening again. That's the solution. You're coming to the table with the solution, but you can't just come with all of the conversation and feedback and critique and not have anything else to say. You can't come to a tough conversation where, you know, somebody's hurt your feelings or they've, they've um, been disrespectful to you, whatever it may be. And then you don't have an option for what you'd like to see happen moving forward. What's the solution for moving forward, right? So that's so key that you can actually offer a solution. All right. Okay. So we said, be direct, be specific. I want you to plan. I want you to watch your mouth, (laughs) right? Watch your language and then solutions. I want you to offer a solution. The next big thing about execution, guys, is practice. I know this seems strange, but it's so helpful to practice when you actually have to have a tough conversation. In order to achieve a successful outcome, um, it will really depend on the delivery. It's going to depend on what you say, how you say it. It's going to depend on your emotional state. Um, All of that is going to greatly influence what you say, right? Your attitude, your perception, your uh, state of mind and kind of emotional place, all of that is going to impact how you deliver this tough conversation that you need to have. And so that's why you got to practice. And you may say, oh my gosh, Tariqa, you want me to address, not let these things linger and to address them. I do. I want you to address them, um, but I don't want you to address them and not be prepared because that could cause more damage and can be more dangerous than um, actually taking another day. You've already waited. So take another day to actually prepare for these conversations and practice them, especially those that could potentially present a big challenge for you. Um, And you may need some time to really center yourself and get in a good place before you can have the conversation. Okay. So practice, practice, practice. The biggest challenge that, you know, you might see again is the emotional side, right? And so here's a couple of things that I don't want you to say, right? When you're getting ready to have a conversation, here are the things that I don't want you to say. Um, Hey, can we talk? Let me tell you guys, when I hear that in a professional setting, hey, can we talk? First of all, I, I am your colleague. I may be your peer. I may be your subordinate, but hey, can we talk, depending on how that sentence is delivered, could definitely come off in a negative light. And not in a negative way that is somehow deemed positive because like, oh, I mean business, can we talk? No, it just comes off wrong. Um, I also, I don't want you to say, you know, do you have a minute? It's just, it's so snippy. It's so short. And it's not very specific in helping to give context into 
what it is you need to have a conversation with someone about, right? So you want to offer a very specific and clear request to have a tough conversation with someone. And sometimes that's not a verbal request. Many times it actually needs to be documented that you've asked for this tough conversation and it needs to be in an email. So let's say for a conversation you need to have with a peer or a team member, you may say, you know, hey, I have something I'd like to discuss with you um, that I think will help us work more effectively. So now you're you're putting it out there that it's not just I just want to talk with you, but I want to talk with you about how we can work better together, right? Or maybe there's a specific issue that has happened within your team, within your organization, um, with an individual or group of individuals. You may say, hey, I'd like to talk with you about fill in the blank. Um, with you. But first, I'd like to get your point of view. Because a lot of times we could have made some assumptions, right? And go back to what we we're talking about earlier, you could have made some assumptions. And so we may say to Sam, let's pick on Sam, you know, hi, Sam, I'd like to talk with you about uh, the challenges that I'm having with your attendance and being on time to meetings. But, you know, first, I want to get your point of view. So making it very clear that I want to address the fact that you are showing up to meetings late. However, there may be something else going on and I want to get your point of view first. So that way you're giving them an opportunity to speak and kind of, if you will, tell their side of the story right? Let's say you want to address something like employee performance and it's very specific um, and you want to really let them know that yes, you want to have a conversation, but also put the action in their hands. She may say to, let's go back to Susan. You may say, um, you know, hi, Susan, I'd like to schedule some time to discuss your recent task um, that you, your recent task and uh, assignments that you submitted last week. Please schedule some time with me before Wednesday to do so. So I'm now telling you, I want to have a conversation with you. I'm putting it in your hands for you to actually schedule it and get it on my calendar. So again, you're introducing ways to have tough conversations um, that are very clear and specific, and you're letting people know why you want to talk to them um, so that they can also be prepared for the discussion. But just saying, hey, can we talk? Do you have a minute? Does not allow them to prepare for the conversation either. And quite frankly, doesn't allow you to prepare. Because what if they say, yeah, sure, let's talk right now. Are you ready? Are, have you planned that, this conversation? Are you centered? Are you are you going to maintain in a particular emotional state and really a, a calm and centered state for this conversation? So that's why you want to be very clear and very specific, okay? Very clear and very specific. Um, I think one other way that you can address and start or kind of begin a tough conversation is maybe you could even ask someone, you could say, you know, um, you know, hey, Sam, I need your help with something. Can we talk about, you know, whatever the issue may be? Um, and then, if, and sometimes, you know, they'll know. They'll know that you need to have a tough conversation with them. And they may say, sure, uh, let me get back to you. Then you make sure you follow up and say, okay, great. You know, sometime this week um, would, would work. I'll wait to hear from you on a time that we can schedule before Friday. So you're already letting them know that, yep, I'm glad you're accepting the fact that we're going to have the conversation, but I need this conversation to happen before Friday or Thursday or whatever the day may be. So that you're putting some clear definition and direction around the conversation that needs to happen. So I know who knew all these pieces and elements when it comes to tough conversations, but it's important to do it. It's important to approach them the right way, because here's the thing. 
the best way to have a tough conversation is to be able to do so when it is planned. You have a really great account of all of the things that have taken place that have happened. You can really be centered and be in a place that you um, know that you're going to be able to handle your your emotions and uh, stay very uh, centered and focused on the successful outcome that you're looking for and that you've had an opportunity to kind of practice. And when you can bring all of that together, it should give you even some confidence because you've taken the time to prepare. It should be able to give you some confidence so that you can actually tackle this tough conversation and get to a positive outcome on the other end. Guys, I hope this was helpful. Um, Let's take a quick pause and we'll close this thing out. All right. All right, guys, I hope that was helpful. You know, tackling tough conversations can be a challenge, but you are not alone. There are supervisors, managers, CEOs, employees, you know, individuals all around the world who at some point are having to sit down and have a difficult conversation, which, you know, really a difficult conversation is in anything in which you need to talk about that's hard to talk about. That's a difficult conversation. Um, And again, it could be around poor work performance. It could be around misconduct. It could be around, um, you know, lack of collaboration that needs to happen within a team. Um, It could be around, you know, disrespect and needing to really self-advocate for yourself. Whatever it may be, tough conversations are inevitable. They're going to happen. And I want you to be able to confidently approach them so that you can get to the desired outcome that you're looking for, right? I want you to understand, you know, when you're going into these conversations, what exactly are, is the goal, right? What do you need? And what are the fears that you have if you don't get those needs met? And then what we talked through today, you know, ask yourself those critical questions. Think about, you know, how you can center yourself and then execution. You know, the biggest part of the execution is, is practice, practice, and then be very, very clear about the conversations and and what you're saying in those conversations, right? Being direct, being specific, you know, the planning piece again, watching your mouth, right? Watch that language, come to the conversation with the solution. All of those things are critical in you having a successful, tough conversation with anyone, no matter the level in which you need to have it, okay? So I hope that this was helpful for you guys, you know, you can follow me at professional underscore DNA for all of your uh, career advancement, uh, career goals, career uh, growth tips and tools and strategies. I am here for you. If you are looking to advance and get to the next level in your career, hey, let's talk. Let's talk. Go to my link in the bio and let's schedule a free discovery call. I'd love to talk with you about where you are, where you want to be, and how you can get there by really discovering your unique value, shifting your mindset a bit, and designing a career strategy. A career strategy that's going to set you on a path for success so that you can be fulfilled, you can really live and operate in your purpose, and you can get paid your true value. And I would love to help you with that. Again, this is Tariqa Wheeler, your career mindset strategist. You know how I feel about you guys, my achievers. You have everything inside of you to be your best and unique self. What is that? That's your professional DNA. Guys, have a great week. Talk to you soon.